What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Hungry Few podcast, where we believe complacency is the enemy. And we do everything we can to put ourselves out of our comfort zone because we know that is actually where we grow. Today, we actually have a really cool guest on, and it's going to be a little bit different of an episode. It's not an interview style as much so as just delivering you guys as much value as possible. So today we're just going to talk about how you can actually start a podcast. And I have my good friend here, Wesley Tran, who actually has a podcast called The Recovering Travel Junkie. And we're going to bring so much value for you guys today. I'm super excited. So uh, welcome, Wesley. Thank you, Riley. What's up, everyone? Glad to be here today. Dude, I'm so stoked to have you here. Um, And I know that we're going to bring so much value to the audience because, I mean, I get asked a lot, how do you actually start a podcast? And I mean, why would I start a podcast? And there's a lot of business owners that don't really understand the value of a podcast and how it's really another social platform that has the most affluent market. And they can really take advantage of that um, in lots of different ways. So I'm super stoked to get into it. Um, But let's just start with why would you start a podcast? What are some of the reasons? In its simplest form, it's content creation. The more content you put out there, the more people are going to hear about you. And so one way people can hear about you is just podcasting. So I know for me, I listen to podcasts in my car, just wanting to get more value out of my commute times. And so biggest reason why is because you just want to put yourself out there, educating people or even bringing entertainment to people. They podcast provide so much value for your audience. So that's the biggest reason why you want to start one. Gotcha. So you're bringing a ton of value to your actual audience. Um, Why is this better or is it better than some of the other social media platforms? I wouldn't say better. I'd say unique. It's unique in the fact that you cannot interact with it as in like commenting on the video or commenting on an IGTV post. It is what it is. It's you take it in and it's, unique in that it's an usually longer than most other formats it can be 15 minutes 30 minutes an hour even three hours with joe rogan's podcast and so with these unique properties it allows you to reach your audience in different ways right on so i mean that those are some of the benefits uh, another couple other things that you're telling me about earlier are you actually get, get to connect with people who are in your industry that can actually help you get better as well, which is another really cool benefit, I thought. And it's almost selfish starting a podcast because at least in an interview style, you get to dissect all their strategies and learn from their wisdom and from their experience. And you get to take it all in and then you share it with everyone else. Mm. Yeah, it's free coaching in a sense. Let's get into... Those are some of the reasons to start a podcast. Uh, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that I want to start a podcast. I want to connect with these other people, get free coaching. I can bring free value to my audience just by recording my free coaching. And it builds up credibility. It makes me look like an expert in their eyes. So those are definitely really good reasons to start a podcast. Now, where do I start? There's a lot Mm -hmm. going on here. How do I actually get this started? Ton of questions. Yeah, so I did it the very minimum way of just having a computer as my only equipment. And so it, w- it happened during the 2020 pandemic around April, 2020, I realized I wanted to start a podcast about tra- traveling and how 
traveling has impacted a person's personal growth and purpose. And so I recorded my podcast through Zoom, which most of us have adapted to today. And so Zoom is pretty great because it allows us to connect with pretty much almost anyone, anywhere, and we get to record it, record the video and the audio portions. And so I started with just a computer as the minimum. And then you can go upwards from there of having a better professional mic. Hopefully after the pandemic, having a studio where people can come in, be in person, have the conversations flow. But I suggest if you're a small business owner, you can just do the bare minimum and you will provide so much quality value to your audience by just having this content out there. Yeah. And it kind of seems like from what you said, there's really not a better time to start a podcast because there's no upfront cost right now. You have to record virtual because of COVID. So you don't have to spend money on a studio. All you need is a laptop, which every business owner should have, unless you're living in the 1970s. Right. Yeah. All you gotta do is press record. Right. I mean, that's it's, there's no barriers to entry as far as cost. And I will say, I do want to throw out, there's only one expense you would have to make, which we will get into later. It's the podcast hosting website. Gotcha. And so you would most likely have to pay a monthly subscription for them to host your podcast to all these different streaming services. Gotcha. But then outside of that, it doesn't take much to start one. So I'm on Zoom. I'm getting podcasts going and I'm recording. I got some pretty cool guests on. Let's dive into how do you edit these? How do you edit the audio? How do you edit the video and really turn it into content that is able to be put out to your audience? Yeah. So there's two ways, depending on which format you go. So let's say you start a video one, but the video one, I'd suggest editing it first through whatever you have, iMovie, ideally Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere Pro. Those two are the most popular industry standard ones. And there are many other different video editing software that you can choose from. But with these types of softwares, you can cut and edit where you need to be and even mix some audio as well. So if your guest speaker was a little quieter than you like, you can raise the audio of the guest speaker up. And so through video, you would have it down to video and then you can export it to MP4 for YouTube or to MP3. So you can upload it to the podcast hosting website and onto Spotify, Apple, Amazon, etc. And then the second way, if you're doing a purely audio format, you can download a free audio editing software called Audacity. And it'll give you similar capabilities as the video editing software, being able to make cuts where they need to be along with mixing and leveling and whatnot and then you can export it upload it to all the different websites and so these are the two ways that you can do it so there are free options out there too so it should not be an obstacle for you to do it gotcha so if i'm a business owner and i'm recording this i want to do a video podcast to repurpose this content so it's not just a podcast but I record this hour podcast and I can actually turn it into content for Instagram, for TikTok, for YouTube by taking little pieces of the podcast that are golden nuggets and I can post them on other platforms that will also help me probably grow the podcast because they're some of the best parts of the podcast and give, just giving them a taste of it. If I'm doing that, I would just edit it through video. And so I can just take the audio from that and I could post it on both. Yeah. 
So if you do it that way, you would have to reformat it one by one, just because like with IGTV, for example, it has its own aspect ratio alongside, I think TikTok has its own aspect ratio in comparison to YouTube's regular 1920 by 1080. But for all the Mac users out there, there's a cool application that's only $20 on the app store called Compressor. Mm-hmm. And what it does, it takes the exported file, the final MP4 file, and it can export it into different formats. So if you need a vertical format for IGTV, it'll create one there, regular format, audio format. So it saves you time, essentially, instead of doing it one by one, it'll export them all out at once whenever it's available. That's really cool. What is that called? Compressor. Compressor. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, that'll definitely save you time there. But another barrier I kind of see here is if I'm a business owner, I just want to be on the front lines and recording the podcast. I don't really want to do any of the back end stuff, right? I don't want to spend time editing the video, editing the audio. So, I mean, one of the things that they could do is outsource that to a site like fiverr.com or upwork.com to these freelancers that will do it for fairly cheap and pump that content out too. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to save your time that you need to put into your own business mm-hmm. while outsourcing the work for these contractors. Yeah. And I guess that depends on where they're at. If they're younger and they have more time on their hands than money, then maybe it would be a better idea to edit yourself, you know, and get that experience there. But uh, I know a lot of people that are listening don't want to spend time doing meticulous tasks like that. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend that even if you are, you have an established small business to start editing yourself so mm-hmm. that you can execute your vision correctly. And so you can have full technical control and you can explain it well to a contractor of what you want. Mm, that's a good point. Now we've recorded the episode, had a guest on, it's all edited, it's ready to pump out. How do I get this on the different platforms? How do I get it on YouTube? How do I get it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and all these different in all these different places? How do I get it on there? YouTube is its own thing. It takes that MP4 file and just uploads it to your channel. But if you're uploading audio to get it to the popular streaming services such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts you'll want to find a podcast hosting website. And so some popular ones are Anchor and Podbean. And there are so much more too, but those mm-hmm. are popular ones. And so create an account and create an account for your brand, your podcast brand. You can upload the MP3 there, connect that account to all the other accounts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, and there's so many smaller podcast markets out there too that you can connect with. Mm -hmm. And once you upload the audio file, it will upload everywhere else as well. And I do want to mention with Apple Podcasts, iTunes has its own specific application. And so all it asks is your name as the author, the title of your podcast, cover art for the podcast, and about three episodes to show that you're willing to continue with the podcast in order to host. Gotcha. So that's and for the, so this the is launch. how you get it. Correct. This is how you launch it. This is how you release episodes. And this is how you get onto platforms. Gotcha. So record at least three episodes before the launch there. You also said cover art. How do I go about that if I'm not 
and artists? So great thing is there are free resources to create designs. Mm. One of my favorites that I recommend people is using Canva. So it's like Photoshop, but not Photoshop. Gotcha. And so it's free and you can create your own graphics with it. So you can put an image, some sort of picture of your business or your face, put it on Canva, put some text above it and have a cover art. Mm. Are there any tips you have for that? I mean, that's probably the first thing people are going to see before they listen to your podcast. So it's probably a pretty important aspect of actually getting people to click and listen to you. Mm -hmm. And it all depends on what you want as a brand. So if you are an established business, you have parts of your brand that you want to reflect through this cover art. And so colors, for example, like I'm thinking the Sacramento Kings, they, they reflect the color purple. And mm -hmm. so you want the color purple shown on the cover art because that's their color. That's part of their brand. Gotcha. And you want that congruency of your brand. And you don't want to throw a random color like red when you're associated with the color purple. Mm, makes sense. But if you're a smaller individual, you can start off with just the basics. And so if you're browsing through Apple or Spotify, a lot of the cover arts are going to have people as their face. And so a cool way is just to take a picture of yourself and just put it on Canva, put like a color background behind you, whatever, and place the text on it and you will have your cover art. And so the great thing about all these different podcast channels, it allows you to edit the cover art. So if you're going through a specific season of a certain topic, you can always update the cover art or oh, as I didn't know business that. grows, you can grow the cover art too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not but a permanent thing. With iTunes, it's static. It is not permanent, except iTunes. iTunes is permanent. Gotcha. Cool. So now it's all launched. I have it on YouTube. I have it on all these other platforms. It's going really well. I have guests on. How do I start growing this and getting more people to actually come listen to my podcast? Mm -hmm. And so this is where the marketing comes in. And so social media marketing is going to be so important just because most of your audience will already be there or there could be people that you, they don't know is your audience that you can attract through social media as well. And the great thing, as we discussed earlier, is we can reformat these for social media as well using IGTV, the squared images on Instagram or TikTok. That way we can get different channels of different audiences together to find out who you are as a brand. Love that. And so, yeah, I, I think that's super important too, um, just to utilize the other platforms. And that's another thing for the cover art. If you have your face on it, it's very beneficial if you already have a presence on social media and you're sending people over there because it's a familiar face that they're seeing. So that goes along with the whole branding aspect you were saying. But I would definitely utilize you or the other platforms that you're on. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Twitter, Facebook, post on there and try to drive people over from there to your podcast, because that's the warmest audience. They've already seen you. They already know, like, and trust you. And so if you tell them that you have more value for them that you're providing, they're definitely going to go and check you out. And so I think that's the, the very first thing you could probably do. And then, yeah, if you want to go further, there's definitely aspects to growing it. 
where you could use paid advertising and you could start going mm-hmm. that way. You know, um, there'd be no reason to grow, nor would you really have the money to spend in paid advertising unless you find a way to actually start monetizing the podcast. And so why don't you tell the audience a couple ways that you've monetized the podcast or ways that you can monetize and actually make money from podcasts. And so there are four ways to monetize a podcast. The first way is through affiliate marketing. And so directing an audience towards someone else's store and getting a small commission of their earnings. Mm -hmm. And so that's one way you can do it. The second way is through paid advertisements. Mm -hmm. And then actually I want to do two and a half sponsorships. So a company or a brand reaching out to you to advertise their product through the episode in of itself. That's another way you can earn some revenue. Mm-hmm. Three is crowdfunding. And so what I like about Podbean, which is one of the podcast hosting websites I mentioned previously, it has its own in-app crowdfunding source. So that way you can tell your audience that in order to continue making these episodes to sustain them, we would love your donations. There's also Patreon as well. So if you're strictly a content creator, you can ask your audience for donations to continue creating this content. Well, while we're on the subject, audience, if you want to donate, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) okay, so so to break that down really quick from what you've said so far, essentially all of it falls under affiliate marketing. You promote somebody's offer, somebody's product or service, and they pay you a certain amount when people go over there to crowdfunding, having people give you money and support what you're doing. So donations, essentially. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then the fourth and final, and the best way to get income is to sell your own product or direct people towards your product or service. Gotcha. Affiliate marketing, crowdfunding, and sell your own product. Three ways to monetize podcast. Right on, dude. I think that kind of, we took a deep dive into podcasts and how to actually start it, why to start it, how to grow it. Definitely did a a big overlay of the whole process of how you get a podcast launched. So let's kind of dive in and talk about your specific podcast. Why did you start in your industry? And uh, yeah, let's just start there. Why did you end up starting it? And so it was during April, 2020. So the height of the lockdowns of the pandemic. And so I've always had in the back of my mind of just starting a podcast because I'm very opinionated. And I love interviewing people just to learn off of them. And so after talking with several of my friends, I've just concluded that I want to talk about traveling because it's one of my passions. But I also love talking about personal growth and development as well. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things I love about entrepreneurship is that it's about transforming who you are and who you're becoming. And so started in April 2020, I texted a friend from Chicago because it was his birthday that day and we just caught up on life because we've only met twice in person and so we just caught up on everything because it was the pandemic there was nothing else to do and so he mentioned he wanted to start a podcast too and I was like holy crap let's start one and so we kept each other accountable week after week And we told each other, like, the very minimum that we can do to start a podcast is to have a solo episode of our own podcast. And so because mine is about how travel affects a person's personal growth and development, I told my own personal story as my first episode. 
and vice versa. My friend told his own personal story for his own podcast as well. And so that actually just helped boost our confidence in reaching out to people saying, hey, I have something ready and I want you to be a part of it as well. And so I reached out to my friends as my prospect because I envisioned myself just asking people about their experiences. Because even though we've visited certain places, we all have our own experiences that are unique. And I wanted to share that with people. And so I have through Recovering Travel Junkie. And so this is where I'm at now, just catching up with people all over the world through my travels and sharing their stories. So you ended up starting that. I kind of want to dive into why you believe travel kind of become the host of your podcast for a second and and ask you why is traveling important for personal development? It exposes you to uncomfortable situations. And I think that all of us need to get out of our shells. Mm. And our environment definitely shapes us. And so by placing us in such an uncomfortable environment, you're forced to adapt. And so you adapt in certain ways of seeing how other people are, why they believe what they believe, and just gaining a different perspective. And also doing a lot of fun things that you possibly could not do in the place that you are now too. And so that's what drew me into traveling it's primarily the people that do it for me. Gotcha. It's meeting different people cultures that will shape me into a better person. Love that. So you said you experience things that kind of put you out of your comfort zone because you're not used to it. Obviously, when you're in a different country, can you give an example of a time where you're in another country, ran into a challenge or something uncomfortable and overcame it and why you're better because of it? So for context, I visited two continents and so with the continents they're very similar in the united states and europe mm -hmm. but i've traveled pretty much all over those places and so it wasn't that much of a culture shock for me going to europe just because we are western culture they're western culture even in england where they speak english it was still good enough where you can understand them and just relate to them. Mm -hmm. And going to Germany, to Berlin, Germany, people pretty much acted like Americans, but just didn't speak English, they just spoke German. And so I didn't face too much of culture shock there. And so it's actually a great way for first time travelers, I recommend them to travel to Europe because of the similar values and accessibility and ease of it but i will have to say one of the challenging places i've traveled to was south side chicago yeah <laughs> so it's right here in the u.s and it was the summer 2018 and i was going there because it, i was a junior in college and i didn't get a spring break i worked through my spring break that year and so it was summer and i just said screw it. I just want to have fun. I'm going to a four day music festival in Chicago. So I did. And the only housing I could find was in Southside Chicago. I stayed there for seven days. And it was a wild seven days because it felt like a different country. Just the people around there are predominantly 
African-American. Mm-hmm. They, 67 people were shot the week that I was there. The day, one of the weekends I was there on a day. And so gun violence is pretty real there. And on one awesome occasion, I met this Nazarite missionary in Southside Chicago. So this was a dude who didn't cut his hair, didn't drink wine, couldn't be in the presence of dead bodies, but is spreading the gospel of Jesus to the local community so that he could see the community change. And so I decided to tag along with him into his street preaching. And it was just so cool to walk around the neighborhoods. So we walked in a liquor store, right? This is how different it is. The There is a barrier between the cashier and to us. And so it's like padded up. So it's bulletproof. <laughs> and there's like, yeah, just because gun violence is real there. And there's like a Z-shaped thing, funnel, to exchange cash or food or whatnot. Yeah. And it just felt, yeah, prison, but it's a liquor store. And so just even in our own home, it felt like a different country there. And just talking with the people there, I've just learned that the way the things that they do, such as drugs and violence, because it is prominent in Southside Chicago, is because that's just the way it is. That's how they were raised. Mm -hmm. And so it's the norm to rob someone when you don't have money in your wallet so you can get a meal. Yeah. because you have to to survive mm-hmm. and so it was pretty striking to have this experience and reflect on the things that i have too so that's also one of my favorite things about traveling is when you get back you get to be so grateful for all the things that you have even materially if you don't think you have a lot you really do have a lot yeah that's really cool so you get really get perspective and i know you talked about how you can connect with all these different kinds of people and kind of going along the line with just connecting with people. I think you have a really cool story of how you actually were able to travel so much at a young age and essentially just because you met so many people, you know, and you were able to essentially couch surf across the world just because of all of the friends and all the connections you made. And so that would be cool to so dive a little deeper into that. The other half is I actually travel solo sometimes. I retired traveling solo, mm-hmm. but I started traveling when I was age 19 in college. So I haven't, the only reason I left California was to study abroad. And that's when my love for traveling expanded. And then it just continued where I traveled solo. So during my Chicago trip, that was completely solo, not knowing anyone, made tons of relationships there then I get to couch surf with them again. And it also just so happens I go to international hubs where I get to meet people from all over the world so that I can crash at their place. And so I did a big Europe trip after I graduated and that was completely solo as well. And I just felt tired after just being nomadic for a month. And I just realized that I want to be in a place where I know people. And so this is when I'm now couch surfing at people's places to find hidden gems. Like my last place that I vacationed at was in Idaho. Most randomest place ever. But it's such a hidden gem in that my friend 
he has a lake house there. And I had like the summer vacation, the summer camp you see on TV of just like chilling by the lake, drinking mm -hmm. beers and having fun. And it's such a hidden gem because it's beauty in that place. And especially when you come back to, to San Diego, you just realize that you live in a paradise. So there's just so much beauty out there, no matter where you go. Yeah, that was something that that I thought was really cool is just how you're able to connect with so many people. And essentially, I mean, you just grabbed one backpack, you paid for your flights, and you got to explore all these different areas. A lot of people don't think of traveling like that. A lot of people think of traveling as, oh, if I save up enough money, maybe when I'm 40, I can take a vacation, you know? And so it's really cool to see at the young age. I just turned 24. 24. At 24 years old, to be able to travel that much just because you didn't wait for the resources in order to travel, you became resourceful. Mm -hmm. You didn't say, oh, I'll wait till I have enough money to go do this. You said, no, I'm going to meet all these awesome people from around the world and crash at their place. They're going to show me around and I'm actually going to dive deeper into the culture of that area rather than just be in all the tourist spots, which is mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. And so I, I do want to throw out two things in that. One, I've noticed an obstacle for people is that one reason they don't want to travel is because they don't want to go alone or they're waiting for like a spouse to come into the life to share memories with. Mm. And my argument against that is you're having memories and you're going to come back with an experience that's going to shape you. And if you're using spouse argument, that's going to shape you into a better person for your spouse. 100%. The second thing is traveling can be cheap. It can be done with a college student budget. So you can go on Google Flights or Student Universe and just find cheap plane tickets. Hopefully, if you know people too, just crash at their place. But if not, Airbnbs are pretty cheap or even hotels. And so even money is not an excuse to go out and travel and experience different things. Mm, 100%. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Wesley. Um, I think we covered a lot today. We covered how do you actually start a podcast and kind of dove a little bit deeper into why you started yours and traveling and the importance of that. Uh, so hopefully the audience can pull out a lot from today and can apply some of the stuff that we taught them today. If they want to get to know you better, where can they find you? You can find my podcast. I put it under my umbrella brand. So life worth living with Wesley on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever. So you can follow me there. Listen to my episodes all about traveling and how they've impacted me and my guests as a person. Riley was my first guest, so you can also hear his story as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully when I have other ventures, I can advertise them later on, but that's my biggest venture right now, and I suggest you take a look at it. Right on. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening so much. This is another episode of the Hungry Few Podcast, and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.